Kelly, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no, it's it's exciting to have you because your name is literally the Quantum Mom, and <laughs> <It's literally>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Quantum Health. You know, one of my favorite implications for it when if we were to apply it is, yeah, it helps me, right? That's great. But the best thing is that my kids are gonna grow up with this. And when I compare it to the environment I grew up in, man, I can't help but think that they're just going to be little rock stars when when they grow up. Because right. when I look back at how I grew up, it's kind of crazy because tech was everywhere, Wi-Fi, computers, school, you know, 7.30 to 3 or whatever. Like, I I look back and I'm like, not sure why it wasn't worse. I'm glad I'm as capable as I am now, but I'm also aware that I could have been much more capable had I been in a, in a more supportive environment. So the implications for the future are staggering when it comes to quantum health, but it's super obscure, right? Right. How, how did you come to this? And because, you know, you come across carnivore, plant-based or whatever. This is a little different because when I came to it, it kind of solved all that stuff. Why is this paradigm specifically special? And what's your what drives you to keep spreading the message? Well, the paradigm is so special, the whole, you know, quantum, quantum principles, quantum biology perspective is it's ultimately it's it's foundational. This is, you know, I tell people, I believe I've sort of come into the, the, you know, the fountain of truth, essentially. And it, within, within my own life, within my own, you know, health, I, I found it to be the thing that really changed everything. And for some reason, everything about it, every time I listened to Dr. Jack Cruz I just, every cell in my body resonated as this is the truth. And I just kept going back to his work. I would sort of drift away from it for a little bit and ultimately would always find my way back. And I actually told Jack that, you know, Jack is wrong. All, all roads lead to Jack, <laughs> essentially. <laughs> because, you know, most of us that sort of found that work, you know, the, the, where he he basically took the work of all of the you know the the majors in within this this realm and 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 brought it together like it, it's sort of like a beautifully curated collection of truth and when I had a I would call it a minor health crisis you know I I had some weight gain that essentially didn't make any sense to me with, you know, without changing food, without changing workouts, you know, all of the things that we're told are the, the drivers of, of your metabolic health. I, you know, I wasn't getting anywhere. I had profound changes in, in my own weight and couldn't get any answers. And ultimately went back into Dr. Cruz's work very deeply and understood what I had done. I had essentially broken my circadian rhythm. And, you know, my body was basically telling me 
there's a problem and you had better take care of it. And, uh, and so I did, and I got very, very serious at that time. I had been, I had been somewhat, you know, in, into it, but I got very serious when that was my experience, when I basically gained 40 pounds like that. And, you know, on a small frame, that's a little alarming. And, you know, doctors were looking at me, functional medicine doctors were looking at me saying, everything's fine. Labs are fine. Everything is fine. And, and essentially looking at me like I was a little, a little crazy, but I, I intuitively knew something is not right and I have to figure it out. And, and so, you know, that's essentially what, what sort of happened with me. And, then I, I really fully understood the importance of light on our biology. And I got very, very serious within my household with my children. I had all, like I said, I had always, you know, sort of dabbled in it. My kids have worn blue blockers since they were little. You know, they always had like the little sort of yellowy orange Uvex glasses. I was le- a bit less serious about it for myself that, you know, not anymore, I would say probably the past eight years, <laughs> I'm very strict with my light environment. And so you, that it was basically my own N of one that really showed me this is your light environment is vitally important to your health, to your metabolic health, to your, to your mental health, to your cognitive health. And so, you know, I, I got very, very serious and my kids today being 18 and 22, the famous, you know, saying in this house is it's a non-negotiable. There's Mm -hmm. no room for negotiation. We could talk about food all day. We could negotiate about food all day. Light, there is no negotiating. Because it's first principles, right? Exactly. Exactly. Let's. Let's talk about your kids because they probably grew up very strangely compared to the other households. They had to do, they probably had to do weird things and their friends were probably like, why does your mom make you do that? Or something along those lines. And can you, let's flesh out how your kids grew up and how it's kind of different. You know, how you took certain steps and you kept at it, you kept at it. What did you do in what areas and how have you seen that fruit ripen? So today my boys are 18 and 22. Intuitively, uh, when they were babies, I, for you know, by, by the grace of God, I just intuitively felt as though sunlight was good for them. Even though the pediatrician would ream me Every time we went, because my boys were these little platinum blonde, you know, brown skinned, you know, babies, babies. And my husband is Portuguese. So my kids, you know, have very good melanin, which I'm thankful for. And so, yeah, I mean, my just intuitively, my kids grew up running around the yard naked, barefoot in the sun all summer long. And then on, I, I worked very little when they, when they were small. And so the two days that I did work, they would be with my in-laws, 
which I also feel like, you know, that that family, that sort of generational family is also part of the, the, the quantum family, right? And so they got to spend a good amount of time with my in-laws and, and my in-laws just did the same thing. It was easier for them. They had, they had a pool and it was easier for them to just let the kids run around naked and swim all day and, you know, eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner outside. It, w- it was just easier. And, you know, that was the way that my kids, my kids were raised in it. And it, it was a wonderful way for them to grow up. And thankfully they're at the ages that they are, they were not part of the group of children today that have access to cell phones in elementary mm-hmm. school. Both my boys did not have access to a cell phone until high school. Mm-hmm. They were, you know, the oldest of all of their friends to ever have access to a cell phone. And that was always very, very limited. You know, when that did happen, that was, it was very controlled and very, very limited. Same thing with video games. My boys did not have access to video games when they were very young. I did allow them, my oldest saved his money for three years his own money. And he did purchase PlayStation gaming system. And, but again, that was very controlled. That was very strict. They could, they could only play those games on Saturday mornings from nine until 12. And, and that was it. Weekends. No, I mean, week, weekdays during the school week. Absolutely not. Summer vacations, no. They had no access to video games through summer vacations or school vacations. And, you know, other parents would say to me, how? How did you do that? And I was like, what are you talking about? How did I do that? I'm like, I'm the parent. I'm, you know, I'm the one making these decisions. And none of them, none of their friends' parents ever felt as though they could sort of implement those you know those tight constraints but i did it that's the way that it was from from day 1 and you know my kids have always had very good circadian rhythm my son logan i remember him being little and i would shut the blinds in his room and he would he would say to me no mommy don't don't shut those because i i wake up when the as the sun comes up and 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 you know that's how i that's how i like it and i thought okay you know and so yes i i paid attention to food you know i was you know sort of very strict about what they ate everything was organic everything was local we have some wonderful organic farms here all of our proteins are sourced from a local regenerative farm that doesn't absolutely beautiful job at raising the animals in a, in a humane and healthy way. So my kids have always, you know, had access to, to good nutrient dense foods with my, you know, professional background nutrition, you know, was a, was a big part of, of, of what my, my degree is in. So, you know, that was something that I always paid attention to. Sarah Kleiner and I joke that, you know, when your kids are babies or sort of when you start into this, it's like it starts with plastic and it starts with you saying, I I have to get the plastics out of the house. Right. (laughs) 
And then it just goes to a whole, a whole different place. But yeah. And, and I was also very, you know, very focused on, you know, the Weston A. Price way mm-hmm. of eating. I was a, you know, a member of their group. That's actually how I came to meet Jack Cruz for the first time was at a Weston A. Price sponsored event at the Vermont 2017 talks. So, and which was hysterical because I had my youngest son with me. We went up together for that weekend for those talks. And when, when we walked in, they were handing out blue blocking glasses to everyone. And my youngest son just looked at me and he said, you're amongst your people. (laughs) (laughs) He had never known anyone that anyone else outside of our home that used blue blocking glasses. So, you know, for him to sort of see that he was like, okay, wait a second. (laughs) This is her tribe. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, That's bizarre. Um, yeah. And, you know, my, my kids were, were very active. They both went to Montessori preschool, which I felt really sort oh, of wow. cultivated, wonderful early learning experience, lots of time outside. I mean, the, the curriculum is, has nature built into it where, you know, their, their little preschool day, you know, they were sent, they were hiking through the woods, you know, and just it, it I strongly recommend any family, if they're looking into a form of education, I found Montessori to very much align with quantum principles, you know, and allowing children to really, really come into learning just in a, in a, in a very organic way. Yeah. I'm looking at Montessori myself whenever that time that's, that's far away, but Montessori homeschooling, right? Because if I take them home, I can control the environment around them, right? And that's right. going to be huge. I can replicate what you just laid out. Yeah. So, yeah. So to compare and contrast, you guys, that when I'm hearing that, that is very abnormal for a child to grow up in. In that, and I don't want to say abnormal like it's bad. I want to highlight that it's amazing, actually, because I want to speak for most people. I and a lot of people, you know, we grew up playing the video games I from high school. That was all day, <laughs> all day after school. That's all I would do until night. Even as a, throughout my entire life like that, I would get I would ask for McDonald's. Right. It's It's not to like shoot the parents down. It's just, you don't know what you don't know, right? And if these things are just not in our awareness, if we don't understand how light is truly intimately tied to our biology, of course, we're going to leave our kid in front of the iPad for 12 hours, right? Right. But retrospectively... It seems so benign, right? It seems so benign. It does, yeah. It's not this sort of toxin that you can see, that you can smell... That you that some people don't even don't even feel it. I mean, some people do feel it, but some people just are so sort of disconnected to themselves that they that they don't even feel what it's doing. You know, it's that like slow trickle of you know demise, basically. It's it's insidious because mm-hmm. I feel it now after having accumulated exposure 
I can feel like residual brain fog and I'm working on reversing all that, having found it out. And it's just crazy to think that some people never realize they never get this in their awareness. So can you, can you explain the key differences between your kids spending a lot of time outside eating the organic food? I'm sure y'all filtered your water too. Like all these little changes. We have, we actually, we have the oldest natural spring in the country. Wow. It's 10 minutes up the road. And they're a wonderful family that run it. It is a glacial water that comes down from Nova Scotia. And I, they're, they're such wonderful people. It's called Simpson Spring in Massachusetts. And they accommodate me so much that I've mm. asked them to send their water out and have it tested beyond what they already do, which is absolutely amazing. They've had it tested for deuterium. It's very low in deuterium because it's wow. glacial water. So yeah, we're, we're very blessed in that way to have access locally to some really phenomenal water and you know, that like, I mean, that in and of itself is huge, right? To, mm. to For your children to, to, to grow up with, with wonderful, you know, low deuterium water. It's, it's just amazing. Yeah, all those little things, they add up. And I'm sure you can see that now. Yeah. How, what are your, what are the names of your two boys? My two boys. So my oldest is Logan. My youngest is Caden. They both actually, they're both in college right now. They both go to the same school, which is, you know, rather amusing to me, which is Mm -hmm. lovely. I think that they're, you know, together at the same college. One of the interesting things that I did with Logan when he was applying to colleges, we had done, I did this with both my boys. We did a, we did sort of a baseline standardized testing, the SAT, like Mm -hmm. don't do, don't do any prep whatsoever just take walk into the test take the test cold so that we have the baseline and they both did and they you know they both scored well and then i said okay let's let let let's do some cool stuff and so at the time i had said to logan just you know follow my instructions for one month one month prior to the exam and Again, my kids, you know, always wore blue blockers. So that wasn't, you know, I didn't have to sort of beat them over the head to get them to be compliant with that. So that hmm. was that was in order. I had him come off all video games for the entire month. And granted, he it wasn't so much so anyway, but still I said none. Absolutely no video games for a month. Really reduce your your tech use you know, reduce your phone use. And he, he's not really super into social media or anything like that. Anyway, he would, he was soccer player and played on, you know, three different teams. So he, he didn't have time basically for, for that. He, and he would come home and just be too tired, you know, for anything and, and, and go to bed anyway. So, you know, neither of my kids have ever been allowed cell phones in their rooms growing up. So for that month prior to the test, I had Logan come out in the morning with me, morning sunlight and ground. And I also basically had him eating salmon almost every day, almost every day. 
So there was, you know, the blocking the blue light at night, no video games, very limited self-use, sunlight, grounding. He got tons of physical activity already. You know, the, the, the salmon, all of that. And he essentially, in that one month, jumped up three full merit scholarship levels. Mm. He absolutely crushed that test and came home. And he even said to me when he came home, he said, I think I aced the math portion. And I just kind of laughed, you know, I knew that he was a strong math student and I just kind of laughed doing, okay, great. And then when, when the scores came in, it was like, like, wow, you, you just catapulted to a different level. So that was really, really interesting, you know, from, from my standpoint, because we had, we had the control, you know, we had had previous test scores. And again, during that, during that time period, no test prep. So it had nothing Mm -hmm. to do with learning how to hack the test. It had everything to do with optimizing his biology so that his brain could just fire the way that, you know, that it's meant to. And essentially, you know, that's what it is, 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 you know, having these principles in place within your family, you are giving your kids the, the greatest advantage they will ever, Mm -hmm. ever have to be the most optimal human and to function in the most optimal way, mentally, physically, spiritually. I mean, it, it, in my opinion, it's the, it's the greatest gift that I've ever, ever given my children, you know, and they're able, the, the emotional intelligence that they have because their brains are, are working in a very clear way, the emotional intelligence that they have to navigate through this really sort of insane place that we are in society right now. (laughs) It's just, it's, I'm just so thankful, you know, so thankful that, that they're able to actually look at things and think very, very critically about what they see. They're also able to look at their peers and absolutely recognize, oh, I see what's happening there. You know, Mm -hmm. I mean, they have friends most of their friends stay up all night long gaming. Most of Same. their friends really struggle mentally. Yeah. Now this is the same for me. A lot of my peers, the oh Friday nights, they're I've never been into that stuff. First of all, you know, going to out on a Friday night until two AM. Mm-hmm. But now knowing about quantum biology, I'm like, that is the absolute worst thing you could possibly do. You you wake up, no, you go to sleep at 2 a.m., you miss the sunrise, you wake up, look at your screen, and you tell your body to, it's just to think about, like, not to go from benign to this blue light is really toxic in addition to all the EMFs, fluoridated water that we drink. It's, this is where I'm, like, really interested in your story because you just laid out these kids are living proof of these biological principles really 
taking place and positively impacting them. I'm sure they notice. Let me know if they've mentioned something like this. But when I'm around my peers, something I notice is like conversations seem to take place and fast forward. And then they're, they're having conversations, but then the topics are really sporadic. Like some people will go on one thread of conversation and then another will ADHD style just go in a completely different. And I'm like, you guys are, it never goes, you know, deep. And there's usually not like an in-depth connection being made. And there's usually a lot of reactivity, no critical thinking. It's kind of just like, yeah, go with the wave of your emotion. Like, I'm sure they've noticed that. Have they talked about that to you or? Yes. And yeah. Yes. Tell yes. me about it. Uh, yes. Every, everything that you just said is, is exactly what they are experiencing. Mm. You know, many, many of their friends, some of them, some of their friends have gotten to a critical tipping point where they, so one of Logan's best friends, and this is a, a boy that, that they've been friend, best friends since they were six years old, this, this young man, Morgan, and I, I can speak about him. He gives me full, you know, full uh, clearance to, to speak about him and his experience. So Morgan was always a very, a very sort of anxious kid. And we used to joke, Morgan's mom and I, we used to joke that Logan was Morgan's emotional support person. So Morgan <laughs> wouldn't get on the bus unless Logan was on the bus with him. Logan would, um, Morgan wouldn't play a sports game, a team unless Logan was on the team with him. So, you know, they just sort of established this, this, this wonderful connection, these two. And as they got into high school, Morgan's circadian rhythm got very dysregulated as most young men who are, you know, over addicted to tech, over gaming, circadian rhythm, just gone. He was staying up all night. He was sleeping all day. He wasn't making it into high school. And so he actually stopped going to high school and essentially he slept all day, stayed up on tech all night. His, he, he gained a tremendous amount of weight he developed, he had like a a tick disorder, lots of emotional, you know, instability and things were, things were really spiraling out of, out of control. And it got to a point that Morgan had come over the boys. It was their, it was their senior year of high school and Morgan had come over the house and I physically saw that this boy was unwell. And I immediately went into my bedroom and I called his mother and, and we've been friends long enough that I felt as though I could, I could cross that line. And I said to her, I am really afraid. And she said, so am I. And she said, I don't know what to do. We have been to see the best doctors in the country. We live, we live 30 minutes from Boston. She had access to the best of the best in the country. And she sought it out. She, as a very good mother, she sought mm-hmm. out the best medical care for this boy. And all they continue to do is medicate, medicate, medicate. And it was just one on top of another, on top of another. And he was zombified. Basically he was, he was metabolically unwell as you could physically see. And he was a complete zombie. And, you know, my son was alarmed because he could see his best friend just slipping, you know, slipping into the abyss. And then 
one day Logan came home and he said to me, it, and it was shortly after that. And Logan came home and he said to me, mom, Morgan said that he, he can't live like this anymore. And he asked if you could help him. And I said, let's do it. I'm all in. So I got Morgan. I called his mom and she said, yes, like, you know, he is 18. He can make these decisions for himself. And so I got Morgan set up to see Dr. Francisco Gutierrez, which is, he is a, a quantum practitioner. So he's a primary care physician who, who practices, he's a decentralized physician, practices these quantum principles within his, his practice for his patients. So we got Morgan set up with him because there were, there were medications and there were things outside of the lifestyle coaching that I could give him. He needed to be medically supervised through this process. And so, you know, Francisco worked with him on that end. I worked with him, you know, on the, the lifestyle things that, you know, the blue blocking glasses, I got him the glasses. I got him set up, him and his family set up with a red light panel and, you know, basically just sort of went over with him all of these, you know, different quantum principles. And he was very, very open to it because he, he was not living his life. He was, he was a slave to pharmaceuticals and his entire life was a blur. And he knew, he knew that it didn't feel right to him. And so fast forward to one year, one year later, Morgan graduated high school. He got his license. He got a job and is working full time. He has lost 30 pounds. He is thriving, absolutely thriving. He is happy. He is living the life of a, of a, of a young, healthy man, you know, and it really experiencing life to, to the fullest. He and Logan, those two boys, you know, they get in the Jeep and they just, they go, they, they do snowmobiling trips. They do dirt biking trips. They, they, they do fishing trips. They, they put their money together. They bought a boat. So they go fishing all the time and they have the trailer. They're thriving. They're thriving and they're thriving together. And they have, you know, there's, there's a wonderful brotherhood with the two of them. But, you know, I saw that and, and that child was rescued from a lifetime an absolute lifetime of disability and, and debilitation. And, you know, just, I'm just so thrilled with him. And we, you know, we're, we have another situation now with my younger son, Caden has a very good friend who Mm. is going through a similar circumstance and it's like, okay, we know how to do this. We know what to do, you know? And he's also, He's also very open. That's the thing. These these young people, I feel they're much more open than some of, you know, some 40-year-olds that I that I coached. You know, I can I can talk to a 17, 18, 19-year-old, and they're much more open to what I have to say than a 40-year-old, you know, tech employee that is wondering. <laughs> yeah you know, why they can't get out of bed. So. No. So first of all, your sons are the example of this is what happens if you do it right from the beginning. They turn out to be amazing people, Mm -hmm. but then you just 
I talked about your son's friend who it was a rocky road and it wasn't looking good. The trajectory was just god awful. But if you correct, if you course correct, as soon as you catch it, there's inherently grace in life when you course correct. You can screw it up for 17 years, you know, biologically in your environment. But if you really walk this path, like you said, he turned it around in a year and his trajectory has completely flipped 180 degrees for the rest of his life, which is amazing. You know, you, it's not too late. Like if you're listening to this and you're thinking, man, my kids have been under this environment for 20 years. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. Just start as soon as possible. For young people, it's quick. It, it's quick. It yeah. really is. I mean, every, every minute of sun, sunlight exposure, you're leveling up. Like every mm-hmm. minute is, is, is an improvement. So, you know, the, the cumulative effect, it just, it, it, it's absolutely amazing at how quickly I can see changes and especially in, in kids. I mean, it's, you know, their mitochondria are designed for this, you know, all of that, like they respond very, very quickly to a proper environment, you know, where they're not constantly in this cell danger response, you know, all of a sudden their whole biology goes, Oh, okay. All right. We can, we can just calm down here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No, it's when I think of like a child that grows up like your sons, these people are going to grow up to be critical thinkers, well-adjusted, well-behaved, really productive. They'll be the Excuse one me? percenters. They'll be the one percenters because, you know, the, the, like I said, this, this is the greatest gift. This is the greatest, you know, lifestyle that you could possibly give your kids. Like it, it is, it is an unfair advantage compared to, their peers, because if you take a child who, uh, you know, unfortunately, and I wish I could save every one of them and I, and trust me, I try, I, mm, <laughs> of course. I try, you know, but when you, when you take a kid that's fully addicted to technology and fully circadian dysregulated and fully emotionally dysregulated, and then you take another child whose nervous system is, is, you know, functioning well, whose brain is functioning, physically functioning, you can't compare the two. You really can't. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is, it, this really is an, an unfair advantage in, in today's society. My red pill was, I was into health for selfish reasons. You know, you want to look, look good, whatever. And when you go into fitness, you want to build muscle and stuff. And I came across nutrition as a balancing act. You want to be clean with your diet. Don't dirty bulk. And then, so in this nutrition space, I discovered Weston Price's work. And that that book is seminal because it really highlighted the contrast between these native people are super healthy biz- to the point where it's bizarre. And then when these native people move to, it's yeah, superhuman. superhuman. And that's that was normal, right? And then they moved to where the white men, as said in the book, they moved to where the white men reside and then they started degenerating like we have. And then once I like, I was reading the book and then I looked up and and went into my everyday life 
and I saw the the consequences of the processed food, and now I know the lighting. I saw it everywhere, and I realized that what I was seeing as normal, there was another side to it called quantum health aligned or aligned to nature, basically. And I think of quantum health as like the modernization of what those people have always mastered and have always been naturally, you know, it just naturally made sense to them. And so it's integrating technology and the modern lifestyle into this era. So that book is just amazing for highlighting the contrast. You need to see the contrast because once you like know that there's people that existed a hundred years ago that were amazing, well-behaved, well-adjusted, and then you go out and you see what it is now, the implications are are massive. And I'm sure as a dental hygienist, you, you've read that book, you know of his work, and you, you see what I'm seeing, right? Right. The interesting thing about, about Weston A. Price is, is, you know, being, being in the dental field, I, I would, I just expected and, and assumed that every doctor and every dental professional that I, that I worked with and that I knew, knew of Weston A. Price. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. Yeah. He, he's, he's unheard of in the, in the dental world. And I was like, what, like, he's the most famous dentist of all time, it's not taught. His principles and his his book, not, none of his work is taught in dental school, which is that's bizarre. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Now I've ne- I have yet to meet a dentist that was taught Weston A. Price principles in dental school. Some biological, some you know, general dentists. So all biological dentists start out, you have to go through, you know, conventional dental school Mm -hmm. and, you know, and then some will sort of, you know, the light will turn on and they'll leave conventional dentistry to go to biological dentistry. And and only then will they actually get a little, a little taste of Weston A. Price's work. But across the board, it's, it's not anything that is taught to any dental professional at all. Oh, yeah. And then Jack Cruz comes in, that that very group, and just completely flips it on its head. But it makes it so that Weston A. Price is still very much right. It's just we have to expand our context a little more. Because, you know, if you can replicate the diet, you can replicate the nutrients-dense foods and all that. But those people obviously had nature as their foundation. They didn't have technology like we did, right? And so I'm sure you recognize the, like, while going from nutrition to quantum, that book still holds up even even more so. And that's the fascinating part. So could you, like, give me your take on the quantum interpretation of his work? I mean, it, you know, it, it's foundational you know food food isn't the primary driver but food is important the quality of the food is is important and you know my kids i don't i don't buy cereal yeah. you know, I, I just your your children it, within the home your children will eat what food is available so mm-hmm. if you don't want them to eat cereal well, 
it's really easy to not buy cereal. (laughs) (laughs) You know? And I mean, my kids grew up. I I mean, I was, I was lucky. I could, I could afford organic food and I could afford to seek out, you know, highly nutrient dense food. But my kids grew up with, with me, you know, roasting bone marrow. Mm. They, my kids, my younger son would eat sardines every single day, every single day. That was his choice food. That was his go-to sardines every single day. And he would, he would munch on his, his favorite snack was a, a little bowl of frozen peas and frozen corn. Now, some could argue, corn. okay, maybe he, sh- he shouldn't have had corn. I, I wasn't going to split too many, too many hairs with that. But, you know, <laughs> so that was like, that was his little snack, you know, or he would love to, you know, it when in season, you know, frozen wild blueberries were, were, were just the go-to. So, you know, and I would, I would, by I would get the 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 bone marrow from the farm and I would actually take raw bone marrow just scoop it right out of the bone and then I would whip it with some local cultured butter and make wow. this like raw bone marrow butter and so anytime you know we would make a, a steak or anything just slather it in wow in that and my kids grew up having bone broth you know, I would, I would always sort of, I always constantly, as they were growing up, had a crock pot of, of bones going at all time. And, you know, they, of course, my kids, they, they, they love bread. So I had a, I had a bread machine and I would, I would bake them fresh bread and, you know, they'd wake up in the morning and I'd, basically I'd, I would sort of dump the, the ingredients into the bread maker and they'd wake up with a, with a fresh hot loaf of bread. I'm lucky. Uh, you know, I, I had the time to do it, but it wasn't, it wasn't that hard either. You know, mm-hmm. it, it takes the same amount of energy, I think, to live this way and to prepare foods this way as it does other, you know, other things. Yeah. It's not hard to grill a steak. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. What, so your, your kids are in college. I'm curious, what are the, first of all, are, have they dived deep into Dr. Cruz's work? Like, did, what do they want to do? Like, their life goal, their work, is it something related to that or? Yes. Okay. So, yes. My kids have grown up, honestly, I think maybe they would have thought that Jack Cruz was a family member. <laughs> <laughs> I think the term Uncle Jack really plays out in, in this household anyway, because, yeah. you know, we would be out by the pool all day and I would just, I would have podcasts just, you know, booming through the, through the speaker. So they just, they just grew up they like, just, I think through, wow. through osmosis. They, you know, they just grew up on like having this understanding of sunlight, you know, electron transport. And yeah. so, and Interestingly enough, my son Logan now, he is a senior at UMass and he's studying bioengineering. Nice. Which he 
I love it. I love it because we can have these real sciencey conversations about deuterium, about, you know, just all of this. Mm-hmm. And bioengineering, I, I almost feel like today, you know, if, if Jack were to be a freshman entering college, he would be a bioengineering major because mm-hmm. it brings together everything. It's, it's the biology. It's very physics heavy. It's, yes. you know, electrical engineering, you know, it's just, it's sort of all of that. And, and Logan now says, mom, when Jack speaks, he sounds like a bioengineer, like he, wow. he's speaking my language. And that is, you know, it, it, that's sort of all of that, bringing the biology and the engineering and the physics all together, which is exactly mm-hmm. what Jack's work is. So, yeah, so Logan has a very, very deep, deep level understanding of Jack's work. He loves it. He loves the podcasts. He, yeah, he was just beyond excited with the Jack Cruz, Rick Rubin podcast. Oh, my God. Um, yeah. He has shared it with his classmates. He had, <laughs> he had one, one classmate, the, this kid, Christian, who is a very, very bright kid. He's actually a pre-med. His dad is a doctor and he's, he's pre-med. And so Logan sort of turned him on to Jack's work. Nice. He's, Christian sent Logan a text the other day and said, dude, I need to buy you dinner because this information just changed my life. <laughs> right? yes we did it (laughs) you know so that's what you do like you you know you bring the young people you 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 give them this information and and they're thirsty for it you know and and they're open to it they're they're kids come into this house every kid that comes into this house gets a pair of these i buy these i buy the box load every kid that comes through the door i'll i say to everyone do you have blue blocking glasses and you know (laughs) If the answer is no, at this point, they all have them. You know, they come into our house and they they see the way that we live. And enough kids have, you know, spent summers here, have traveled with us. And, you know, they come in and they love opening the refrigerator where, you know, most of the lights are disconnected, but the lights that are there are covered in red tailgate tape. So they open the refrigerator and it's red, you know, and, and the only light bulbs that are on in this house are red light bulbs at night and you know kids kids cycle through here all the time using the the red light panels you know and so i had a group of 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 boys at the house i think it was last summer you know this is these are probably six or seven 17 18 year old boys and they all stood in the kitchen and they said everything you've ever told us is the truth You've mm. never been wrong, Kel. You've never been wrong. And so now they all have switched out their bedroom lights to red light bulbs. They all have the blue blockers. It's just, it's, it, if you share the information and you explain the science, and you don't even have to get very deep in the science, but if yeah. you just explain it, they're very, very open to it. We were on vacation once with actually with Morgan, Logan's friend Morgan. Yeah. And we were up at the lake. This was years ago when the, when they were younger. And we're out, out on the on the lake all day and he had his sunglasses on. And I was I just I wasn't going to sort of, you know, overstep 
basically. So at the end of the day, he was, he was sunburned terribly. And I said to him, Hey, you know, do you, do you understand like why you sunburned today? And he said, yeah, I, you know, I threw out my sunblock and, and I said, no, actually it's far more interesting than that. And he said, really? And so I explained to him, you know, blocking the sun and he, he looked at me and he said, wow, that makes so much sense. Okay. And I said to him, and the way to cure that sunburn, the antidote to that is you need to be out during the sunset today. And so he did, he stayed out for sunset. And the next day he was like, wow, wow. Like my sunburn is, is gone, you know? And, and I, I've never seen him in sunglasses again. Wow. (laughs) I'm so glad and happy to hear that there are other 22 year olds that are coming into this stuff. Cause sometimes I feel like I'm, I'm crazy (laughs) because I'm like the only one in my like social circle. People will look at my phone and it's red and they're like, what the hell? (laughs) And I'm like, I don't even want to get into it right now. It's explaining everything. But this is like a bright future that I'm seeing and how your son spread it to Christian. And now Christian's going to become a doctor. He's pre-med and he's going to have his own ripple effect. And it's just like all coalescing in my mind. It makes me excited. It's it's the pebble in the pond, you know. You have yeah. to be you have to be the pebble in the pond, and and I I feel like that's what Dr. Cruz was for for all of us. He was that pebble in the pond, and now mm-hmm. there's this you know this ripple effect, and and hopefully it will become a tsunami effect, you know, because this is vital. I mean, this is this is, is just vital vital information and it it's almost funny to call it you know quantum health it's it's human health essentially yeah, it's yeah. Human, right <laughs> <laughs> it's sort of foundational human health my in-laws grew up in the azores the portuguese islands of, of the azores mm. much like how the 1800s was in this country they both grew up they did not have electricity they did not have plumbing they had dirt floor one room home and my father-in-law you know often told my boys of how when he was a teenager he would sleep on the beach and he would wake up to the to the waves you know tickling his feet and that the the azores they're volcanic islands so you know wow. when, when there's talk of you know El Salvador you know in, in these uh, the lava tubes underneath in these volcanic islands you know having very strong magnetism you know that was just an, an amazing environment for my in-laws to to grow up in and they're they're in their 80s and they're amazing yeah. they are amazing you know and and I I feel as though like just an environment like that built such a robust system that they, that they can move into their, you know, elder, I mean, they're well into their elderly years at this point now. And, and they're, they're, they're great. And, you know, my husband's family that, that grew up that way, you know, they, they all lived to be to well into their one hundreds. I mean, my husband's grandfather lived to be 107 and it was a good 107. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't 
we have 20 year olds today that that wouldn't couldn't function as well as this this you know man did at 107 years old so there's there's so much there's just there's so much to this and it, it's just so important yeah i appreciate you highlighting older people because what i hear a lot is a person is 30 years old and they've gained weight their back is hurting all the time and it's called getting older now right. <laughs> and i'm like bro you're 30 you're 30 years old <laughs> like why is that old now <laughs> it used to be like 60 turn to 50 for it's coming and even my 20 year old friends they're talking about joint pain too they're talking it's creeping down and that's why i'm like hell bent on spreading this stuff because it's only going to keep getting worse we've all seen the the graphs of chronic diseases every single one of them in various you know body systems it's all showing an exponential curve and so what i'm seeing now it terrifies me because it's of what i'm going to see it'll be like teenagers and i'm sure you with your sons bringing friends you see the effects in younger people too and want to really shout out weston price again because he really set the context right the older people that and your in-laws and your sons you know they grew up pretty similarly one was more primitive and your sons had technology and modern lifestyle integrated in their lifestyle right and so you don't need it's not fancy it's just specific it's very clear and the fruit of it is amazing mm -hmm. right yeah. sunlight is free we all we all have equal access to it we all have equal opportunity to sunlight it's you know whether or not you seize that opportunity you know and that's all that's all a choice you know you you i think you know you highlighting this information and getting this information out there is 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 vitally important but it's also it's important to take action it's important to yeah. take this information and put it into play you know, because it is a game changer and it's, it's quick. It's mm -hmm. quick. You know, when I, when I review health histories all day, it can be rather depressing. It really can because the list of medications for people continues to get longer and longer yeah. and the patients get younger and younger. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there are children, small children, seven, eight, nine-year-olds that are being put on SSRIs and anti-anxiety medications. And that is, that is just, that is a lifetime. That is just, that's heartbreaking. Life, yeah. You know, and I, I, I am also seeing 40, 50 year old people being put on ADHD medications, which, you know, it's really alarming. And so when I review a health history, one of the questions that I ask every single patient every time I see them is, how much time are you spending outside? And they look at me like, well, that's not on an intake form. Like, why do you ask? And I say, because that is a very important health metric. How much time are you spending outside? And it causes them to actually think. 
to, to, you know, when you, when you actually have to think to be able to provide an answer, that's when hopefully mm-hmm. there's a little bit of recognition. Like I like, I don't know, maybe, <laughs> maybe five, 10 minutes a day. Yeah. You know, and when they come into my, to my office and the lights aren't on and the computer screen is red and I have my blue blocking glasses on and most of my patients will remark like what a, what a, what a calm environment it is, mm-hmm. you know? And, and it's, uh, it, I'm not like running spa music and have a fountain in the corner. It's, <laughs> it's just, like, I mean, it, it is what it is. It's a, it's a, it's a dental office. Right. But, but they feel it. They feel differently when, when they're in my operatory than when they're in the other parts of the office. And, and a lot of them are now starting to say that. So if they move from my operatory to the other, they will say, oh, oh, the, like those lights are so harsh and oh, it's, it's mm-hmm. it smells relaxing in here. And, and now some patients are even saying like, can you make sure the lights are off in the other room? Because I don't want to go in there. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, every... Just for everyone out there, take every opportunity that you can to share these little bits of of information because they matter. You know, mm-hmm. every every opportunity to to help someone, take that opportunity because it matters. You know, and that's that's how we're going to, as a society, move forward. That's the only way. You know, is is to pay it forward, move it forward and bring everyone with you. Share that wealth. So we've laid out a lot of stories, right? Of this person's life changing, this person's let's, let's like give people a quick overview. If you had a client come in, you see their health history and tell us what you would usually see. Of course, they'll probably say something like never see a sunrise. Yeah, I'm on my phone at night. Technology's everywhere in the house. I don't filter my water. How do you reverse all that? Like without, you know, giving specific <laughs> health advice, just the general outline of how we would implement this stuff. So, I mean, at this point, the, the people that I interact with, they know me well enough to trust me, which is, yeah. which is great, you know? So, so they trust me. So I, so I can you know, step forward and, and say different things. They also witness my health, you know, my mental and physical health is, is on display. I'm mm. in my mid fifties. My husband is in his mid fifties and, you know, we, I feel as though we clearly represent what this lifestyle can do for you. You know, and and I, my children as well. My children represent what raising children in this way, which doesn't require that much extra work, right? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So you know, I like that's where I feel like I I make the most headway. Is that you know, someone sitting in the chair will will say something to me like, "Oh, well, that's easy for you." That's easy for you because you're much younger than I am. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. Nah, we're the same age, you know? <laughs> and, and people were like, what? <laughs> so, 
<laughs> you know, it's be just being the example. I feel like, uh, you know, and and for my children as well. You know, being the example because they people pay attention. They pay attention to your actions. They pay attention to to what they're seeing. And, you know, all of the, all of that information, they sort of take in and, 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 you know, it, it, it means something basically. So. Yeah. You, you, you can, you can like try to argue the information, but you can't argue with the results in time and space. Right. You can never take that away from someone, the embodiment, the fruits we've bared. That's always ours to display. And, that's ultimately like the ultimate evidence. You know, there's nothing more convincing than seeing someone in front of you embody that, be that sharp, well-adjusted person. And then to be that mirror for you, because then you realize, whoa, I'm not that. <laughs> and it calls for you to change. Right. Right. Yeah. I think also just sort of, you know, I, ha- I had a patient, at, he was he was 30 years old. And, and when I reviewed his health history, he said, he said that he had just recently been put on statins. And I said, really? I said, well, can you explain why? And he said, oh, I don't know. They, they just told me that, you know, that I should be on yeah. them. And I said, I said, well, you know, wh- what was your, just not that I believe cholesterol really has anything to do with it, but that is the, you know, the, the conversation basically. Mm-hmm. So I said, well, what, what was your cholesterol? His cholesterol was under 200 mm-hmm. and they put him on statins prophylactically because they said, well, maybe your cholesterol will go up, you know, now that you're 30. And so you should be on prophylactically. And he felt horrible on them. And I just looked at him and I said, like, do you realize you're being poisoned? <laughs> <laughs> you know, all of a sudden he was like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's it's sometimes just sort of pointing out the obvious that maybe they hadn't th- thought of, and you know, when you sort of like sh- shine light on something, you go, "Well, do you do you think maybe you should continue that?" <laughs> uh, you know, then they're like, "Well, maybe I shouldn't." <laughs> so. Yeah, I like the way you, Jack's very just outspoken, will just, does not care. You're like, you like play along a little bit and then you drop it on them, which is, I appreciate that too. It, uh, I find it works, you know, it's, it's my tactic, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So Kelly, what, what drives you to keep spreading this information? Because I've found this, this, this stuff has given me purpose in one area of my life. This is, there's, it's, it's hard to be nihilistic while having a deep sense of a mission and a purpose. And I'm sure from your lens, being around children, being a mother, it gives you a purpose. So could you share, share that with us? Your, the thing that drives you to keep putting this forward and forward and keep sharing. Because I know how well it works. I know, as I said earlier, that this is the foundation of truth. Mm-hmm. And it's it's reproducible. 
over and over and over. And I will say helping people is the most addictive <laughs> yeah. planet. It really, right. I mean, talk about like, you know, having that sense of purpose. That is one of, you know, the life forces for all of us is that, you know, every day I am serving and that is important. And that is what continues to give me the energy to just continue to get this message out there because over and over and over and over again, I have seen this work with everyone, young, Mm -hmm. old, children, socioeconomic, demographic, it does not matter. We are all humans. We are all tied to sunlight. We are all tied to the earth. And that is not a mistake. That is the divine design. And, you know, now watching my kids sort of bring this forward as well Mm -hmm. uh, has been insanely fulfilling. You know, it really, it really is. And, and just to have people come back to me over and over and over again, saying you changed my life. Like you really changed my life and set me on the right sort of trajectory and just, you know, and sometimes with anyone, sometimes it's just sort of planting that little seed and sparking that little bit of curiosity and, Hey, you know, why don't you Google photobiomodulation? Why don't you Google Mm -hmm. circadian disruption? And, and, you know, it, it just having, having that purpose in knowing that what you're sharing is changing lives in the most positive, beautiful way. There's just, there's, there's no stopping it. I mean, I will never stop sharing information. I will never stop seeking information. You know, that is also what just keeps pushing me. You know, every one of Jack's blogs is, is a challenge. Those are tough. They're a challenge, but a challenge in the best, in the best possible way, you know, and, and, and it's like, okay, let me, let me figure out what I have to do to, to sort of get through this information and pull it together and, and, you know, and, uh, make my way, you know, through this blog. And if it takes reading it 10 times, then it takes reading it 10 times. If it takes listening to the Rick Rubin podcast, three or four times, yeah. then, then, then so be it. Because every single time you do, you come away with another little nugget of like, you know, mind blowing information. And, and, and so it's a, it's a wonderful quest to be on and it's really, really fun. And it's really, really fulfilling to share it. Absolutely. I share a lot of the same sentiments and I'm yeah. happy to share your story and pass it forward for all the, I want to get the young people mm-hmm. in on this. It starts with us and then our kids will be well on their way. So exactly. there I mean, is my, my coaching patients that I work with. And I, I say to them, there are people out there that are, that are, you know, there are these wealth management firms that teach you generational wealth. Well, I'm here to teach mm-hmm. you health because well said creates a healthy family. 
and 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 so on and so on and so on. And so my quest is is for my future grandchildren, right? You know, so that my kids can can be healthy and be able to reproduce because that's getting harder and harder every day as mm-hmm. well. Yeah. You know, and I don't want my family to have to face that. I don't want our our you know our family to sort of end. <laughs> and that, that's the ultimate goal of the, you know the the birth of every human. The the ultimate goal is is to reproduce, and if we we're losing that, and so we're 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 basically losing you you know the progression yeah. of humanity. So you know it is it is a, it is a, it's become my life's my life's work and and my life's you know love of of work so amen yes so you have a red light panel behind you and i'm curious because you know red light panels are a dime a dozen but it's it's rare to have someone that understands this paradigm and then makes the panel you know so right how does your red light panel stand out how does it positively affect us could you give us a quick rundown on that so basically you know i came into this not from like oh let me just like make a product and sell yeah, yeah. it was like okay what do, what do, what do i want what am i looking for with what i know and what mm-hmm. i know that i that i need and what i know that i want and i didn't find it in what was yeah. available and so with the help of, of, you know, some, some good friends and, and, and some people that had, you know, good belief in me and a little poke, like you mm-hmm. should do, this. Hey, you should, you should do this. And I said, you know what? I will do this. And so I did. And I was very quiet about it for quite a while mm-hmm. you know, because I thought, let me, let me just, I need to make sure that everything is exactly how I want it. And I feel like I'm there. And that's why I recently, you know, I had been working locally with my patients, having amazing results with implementing photobiomodulation into their lives. Certainly not replacing it, replacing sunlight in any way, supplementing. Mm. Supplementing, uh, right. Photonic energy, essentially. And, you know, my patients responded really, really well. And it's, it's been, you know, again, like another, another way that I've been able to enrich people's lives and touch their lives and improve their lives and improve their health through hard work. And, you know, the panels are, they're very high quality. I'm very proud of them. They're very high quality. I, I test every single one. I don't leave anything to chance. Mm-hmm. You know, don't trust, verify is a statement Correct. that you hear often. And mm-hmm. I take that very seriously. And so I don't just take a panel and just drop ship to anyone in the country, <laughs> which is exactly why my website isn't up because I yeah. have to, I have to figure out what that will look like and for me to be able to maintain the integrity and and you know the reason why I did this. So that's what I'm sort of trying to figure out what that's going to look like. But every panel comes to me first. I test it with my meters. I make sure that it is safe 
And then I distribute to, you know, patients who are, who are looking to, to use something like this, because if that panel isn't safe, it is not providing you with a therapy, mm-hmm. it's, you know, can actually be damaging. So it's important that when you use something, when you seek out something as a therapy, you have to make sure that it is what it is. And I tell patients all the time, you wouldn't, light is a medicine and it functions as a medicine within the system. It has a biological effect. And you wouldn't go on Amazon and drop ship a prescription medication to your home and then use it however you thought. Maybe, I don't know, maybe you take it three times a day. Maybe you take it, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it is very specific. It's very nuanced. It requires some thought by a practitioner, by a clinician who understands it. And understands your circumstance and where you live in your lifestyle and and what are your acute or chronic conditions that you're concerned with. So, you know, so that's essentially how I work with people at this point. And, you know, it's 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 growing at a rate that I could never have expected, which is a wonderful problem to have. Right. (laughs) you know i'm 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 in the process of sort of navigating exactly what that looks like in order for me to maintain what what i'm comfortable with and what i want this to to be for for everyone so at this point people that are interested are emailing me directly and then i'm i am personally interacting with people and you know working working through things with them and getting them exactly what they need and teaching them exactly how, how they should be utilizing photobiomodulation as an adjunct to the quantum principles of, of living this lifestyle. Wonderful. Yes. It's been, it's been, yeah, it's been a great 90 minutes. This has been wonderful. And thank you for like the stories. Cause you know, I'll, I'll have podcasts that are very science centric, but you need, you need personal experiences as well. Right. And you've been surrounded by that both on older people of all ages. Like you said, this is the foundation of truth, right? Truth doesn't depend on any condition. So that's why it applies to literally anybody from a newborn to a 100 year old. This stuff is equally valid. And that's why it's so powerful. So very, very powerful. Indeed. All right, Kelly. Well, do you have any last final remarks before we close out? I said to my mother not not long before she passed away and she was, you know, going to live in, in a facility in, in a nursing facility. And I said to her, every minute you spend outside is a minute longer you will live. Mm-hmm. And she said, okay. <laughs> so I say, I just, I say that to everyone, every minute you spend outside is a minute longer. You will live. It's a, it's a, it's a, you are, that's how you're gaining health span as well as lifespan by doing so. So I just, I stress that to everyone all day, every day, seek the light to keep the light. It's what it's all about. Mm. Love it. 
Awesome. Well, you guys, that was that was a blast. I'm definitely going to hit Kelly up to probably interview one of her her sons. I, I want to inter- interview Morgan specifically. Yes. He has a hell of a story to share. He really but, does. He is the poster child. Yes, he is. What quantum living can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Got to hear it from the man himself. So awesome. It's been a, it's been a blast Kelly. And I hope you all had some great takeaways from this episode. And I hope to see you next time on the lighthouse podcast. Cheers.